Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Along with former Philadelphia Eagles and Philadelphia Stars tight end Ken Dunnick, we've got Mark Eckel of the Trenton Times and NJ.com. And Mark, the name of our show might be the Bird Brains, but you and I are pretty smart because we called a couple shots here early. First thing we're going to talk about this morning before we get into the defense is Joe Douglas possibly replacing uh, the Jets GM who was fired yesterday. What do you know about this? Well, we, we said <clears throat> two weeks ago, and I think we we're the first people to say that, I, you know, I, I had heard that the, that the Jets were making a move right after the draft. They, they didn't do it right after, but, you know, they took a week or a couple of weeks. Um, from what I'm told, Douglas is the front runner. Um, now, you know, someone else can interview him and knock, knock the Jets over and things like that happen. But I kind of think the Jets know who they want. I don't think you fire the general manager at this point and do a crazy search, right? I mean, well, I agree, but mind, what, right? what could be the rationale other than a personality conflict with Adam Gase would the Jets choose to fire their general manager, you know, after he makes all these moves, after the draft is over? This is the time when you're, you're kind of coming together. Everybody's uh, zero and zero. There's no losing teams. There's no there's no pressure. And here you decide to fire your GM. Well, you know, a couple months before training camp. Like I said, I heard if if I heard this before the draft, then it was being. I mean, I, I think the deal was done. I think, and I think they didn't fire him before the draft because he had all their information. He knew you don't want to fire their, your general manager a week before the draft and then have him call his buddies in Baltimore and Cleveland and Cincinnati and Green Bay and Minnesota and say, hey, here's what the Jets are going to do, right? I mean, <laughs> well, you, you, you can't have that happen. So, I mean, it was done, I, 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 which also leads me to believe that none of the picks the Jets made were his, right? I mean, they knew they were firing this guy. They knew it. If I knew it, they knew it. And I, You know what I'm saying? So it, it was probably probably decided, I don't know how long ago, but – they waited till he couldn't give any give any of their information away. Um, but from Eagle from an Eagles perspective, is is Joe Douglas their guy? And if he is, how big a loss is that to the Eagles? I think it's a huge loss. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think Joe Douglas has been the main counterpart of the Eagles making some really good personnel decisions. You know, before he came on board. The, uh, the perception of Howie Roseman was he was more of a cap guy, lawyer. He didn't really understand football. He didn't have a, a background in it. And I'm not saying that that's the be-all and end-all for, for a general manager, but certainly the roster has improved when Joe Douglas came on board. Yeah, both draft-wise and free. I mean, if you look at the veterans that the Eagles have signed, not everyone, but most had a connection to they either played for the bears or the Ravens where Joe Douglas worked prior to coming to the Eagles. So that tells you they trusted his knowledge of the guy, Alshon Jeffrey, Tim Jernigan. I mean, I'm just a couple off the top of my head that guys that he knew, you know, they, they trade for the running back with the bears. Now. I mean, they're, they're guys that he was, he knew inside and out. He scouted when he was with, you know, with those teams. Um, so yeah, it's going to, and then here's the other part. If he gets a job, how many guys does he take with him? Right from yeah, well, that, that's guys a, his guys. Yeah, that's always the case. But so let's get to the Eagles' moves before we dissect the defense and a couple of moves that I really love. Number one, they signed Cody Kessler as a backup quarterback, which may mean the end for Net Sulfo. Actually, it probably does mean the end for him because they drafted 
Clayton Thorson in this year's draft. He'll probably hold the clipboard as the third guy. But then Stephen Wisniewski comes back as an offensive lineman, and you and I talked about last week how the line is thin at some spots, and he's a good gap filler there. Yeah, I was I'm, I'm, I was shocked by, by, by two things. One, that they didn't sign him sooner, and two, that nobody else signed him because he's not a bad player. I mean, he, he can play guard or center, which in this day and age in the NFL, you want that versatility because it saves you you know, a spot basically. He can back. You know, he can either he can he can actually start at either spot, but he'd be he's a very good backup at, at those spots. Um, yeah, I was I was when when I saw they resigned him, I was like, yeah, no, I I just assumed that somebody else would sign him, and I and I and I missed it. But that, no, that's a very good move. He's a he's a good solid veteran player. Um, probably at this point of his career, best to be your your top backup at at, at two spots. Well, a lot of times when you see these veteran players being released, they're cutting some money off of the cap, and then if they're still a need at that right. position, they you know they sign them at a better price. Which I'm just, I was just surprised that one of the other 31 teams didn't look at him and say, hey, he's not a bad player. We could use him. Exactly. So two good moves by the Eagles. Let's go right to the defense now, and we're going to start out with what I think is possibly the best defensive line in all of football. We're going to start at the right defensive end with Derek Barnett and bringing back Vinnie Curry, I think is a good move. We'll go through all the positions here and then you can comment. We get Malik Jackson from Jacksonville for right defensive tackle, which I think is a, is a great move. And Tim Jernigan comes back a very powerful defensive tackle. They have backing up there. Of course, I think the second best defensive lineman in football is Fletcher Cox who comes back. He's going to be backed up by Hassan Ridgeway, a pickup from Indianapolis. And then we have Brandon Graham and Chris Long on the left. If you can find a better defensive line in football, I want to hear about it. Mm, and that, you won't find a deeper one. That, that, that's for certain. Now, is Chris Long back? Not is officially. He back? He's, know, still, I, I, he's yeah, still a he's free still agent. He's, he's been talking about retiring. Yeah, so I don't, but – uh, that's why bringing Vinnie Curry back, I think, was was so important because that gives you that veteran backup. Because Derek Barnett, let's let's be honest now, he's coming off a pretty bad injury. Um, you're assuming he's going to be ready to start the season, right? But we've seen things happen before where, you know, so that's that's good to have a little depth at, at defensive end. And Jim Schwartz will use he'll use eight guys again. He'll wrote, I mean, he likes to use like they're they're deep and. He'll use that depth. He's he's not the kind of guy that plays four guys and and the other guys get a, a play here, a play there. He'll he'll rotate guys in and out throughout the game, and yeah. that and that and that's, and that's important for two reasons: it keeps you fresh during the game, but it also keeps you fresh come week sixteen when you're you know when you're not over when you're not dead dead tired you know exactly. And, and getting to, you know, getting Tim Jernigan back is, is a big move. I know he's had a little sketchy history with injuries, but he, he certainly is a powerful player and fits very nicely in that defensive line. Oh no. That, yeah. This is a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, like you said, it, it's, it's the strength of the team for, 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 for sure. And, and it's like I said, and the depth you have, you have backups that, that would start for a lot of teams. Right. So we moved to the linebackers and as high as I am on the Eagles defensive line, the linebackers scare the hell out of me. And, We'll start with uh, Camus Kruger-Hill, at outside linebacker, ba- backed up by Nathan Gary. We've got <laughs> listed as the number one middle linebacker is a guy we just picked up from Washington, Zach Brown, backed up by Paul Warlow, who I know nothing about. And offensive line, you've got Nigel Bradham coming back with a guy named C.J. Ford backing him up. 
Don't the Eagles have to make a move or two to shore up this linebacking core? Well, they think they did with Zach Brown, who I'm I'm not I'm not a I don't think Zach Brown's that good anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, there, there's a reason a guy, and he was a pretty good player a couple of years ago now. But for him to still be out there that late and assigned that late, that tells you that. Well, first of all, he can't run anymore, and in, and in this NFL, linebackers have to run. Well, that's a problem if you're trying to cover a tight end, and yeah, the NFC exactly. has a lot of great tight ends. Yeah, and I mean, it, the the day and age of the big, strong, downhill, you know, hammer linebacker, there you don't see them anymore. I mean, more and more, you're 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 seeing guys that were safeties become that hybrid safety linebacker now. You know, yeah. Uh, and that's not Zach Brown. Zach, you know, he's he's a old old school middle linebacker. He's definitely not going to be out there on third down. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm you know Bradham Bradham played very good two years ago Super Bowl year last year. I, I didn't I thought he I thought his play tailed off a little bit. I mean, again, I wasn't I'm watching on TV now, not a person like I used to, but um, I don't think he had the impact he had. That he had during his during the Super Bowl year. Do you, you, you agree with me? With me I, I, I do, and not knowing how mixed up a guy is during the course right. of the season, they, that may have something to do with it. But where, where do you think this philosophy stems from the Eagles about just not drafting a linebacker high? It, they've done it for years, and it seems to be a position they always struggle with. Ever since yeah. the days of ever, ever since the days, of course, you know. Seth Joyner and the Axeman and those guys. But that's yeah, but that's that's a long, long time ago now. You're right, you know. I mean, and they got those guys late. I mean, it's not like, yeah. like Seth Joyner. They got him in the eighth round. Or what do you mean? Right. Round, you know. Right. So, um, Trotter, Trotter was a third. Yeah, third round draft. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, and it started with in the Joe Banner when when he was running running things, and it kind of got passed down that they don't value the linebacker. Well, well, I think they, I think they will make some uh, some moves here, whether it's waiver wire moves or something. We'll just yeah, have to see how that plays out. Well, I, I I get it, I get it. I mean, there's you know the guys are being waived for a reason, but you know um, you know maybe they'll they'll find somebody that's got the fountain of youth or something. Let's let's talk about the DBs again. This is a, an area of strength if they stay healthy, which has been a problem. At cornerback, you've got Ronald Dar- Darby and Avante Maddox on one side. You've got Sidney Jones and LeBlanc on the other side. Rodney McLeod is listed as the starting free safety. Trey Sullivan is backing him up. And then, of course, you've got the veteran Malcolm Jenkins at strong safety with a pickup from Minnesota, Andrew Sendejo, uh, as listed as the second team strong safety. What do you think about this core? Um, I think, well, the corner is going to be – it's cornerback's going to be interesting in camp. And in preseason, because there's some battles there. I'm not sure. Who do you say? Who, who do they list as the starters right now? At corner, Sidney Jones and Ronald Darby. And where's Jalen Mills? Jalen Mills is not listed on the, je- the depth chart uh, that I looked at this morning, which uh, may, may be a misprint, but he's, yeah, he's they, not listed. They, yeah, they, they left him out for some reason. But, he, I mean, he's going to be in the mix. Um, I think it's going to be – that's the spot. If, if I was still covering the team on a daily basis, I'd be writing about the cornerbacks a lot. I think in, in camp, as who's getting, who's playing where. The Maddox kid, he played pretty well, I thought last year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who who is the starting cornerbacks opening opening day against the Redskins. Um, it could be any one of five. I think I really do. I think yeah. Jones Jones has been a disappointment a little bit now. So. He's the guy they want. I think they want to win the job. But, um, you know, Darby, Jones, Mills, Maddox, 
the, the, the kid, I can't think, I, you just said his name, I can't remember his name now. Craig on um, LeBlanc? Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's, he, he played well last year. So yeah. you got five guys battling for two, three, say three positions because they'll be in nickel a lot because teams always go three wide receivers. Um, at safety, Mal- keep, it, keep your eye on Malcolm Jenkins. Um, people are telling me he's not very happy with his contract right now. Mm-hmm. And, where, where, where is he in the contract year? He has, he has two years left. So the Eagles are not going to. I don't. I don't see the Eagles tearing it up and giving it a new. No, they don't. They don't have a history of doing that with older players. No, and he's got to understand that. I mean, they're not going to. He's. I mean, he's signed through his thirty. I think he'll be thirty-three or thirty-four when his contract's up. They're not going to extend him past that. And I don't blame him. As good as Malcolm Jenkins has played for them, this is a business too, and you know they have to. Players. Players know that. They're not going to pay a 36-year-old Malcolm Jenkins a lot of money, and they don't want to be on the, on on the hook for him at that age. So, but I think he may miss he may um, he may miss some of these uh, off-season things. And well, I, I will say I will say this about the Eagles' defensive backs going into last year, I thought it was a big area of concern. I will say that some of these younger guys played very well coming in. You know, they were forced into action because of injuries and. You know, I, I thought they held together pretty well. Uh, again, the, the defensive in the early in the yeah. year, no, late in yeah. the year, you're right. I mean, like that, like that Saints game, the, the first Saints game, the regular season game. My God, I thought it was the worst secondary I'd seen in years. No, oh, that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, but then it, and, and I thought, oh my God, this is going to be like this is they're just yeah. bad. And then they really did. And give give the coaching staff credit, give the players credit. They did get a lot better over that last month, and, yeah. in the, well, and even in the two playoff games. We've got about a minute left. Let's look at the NFC East. When you talk about the competition, I think the Eagles are the front runner in the division this year, followed by Dallas, then Washington, then the Giants. That's the order I have them in. I think the Giants are are in disarray with everything that's going on up there and drafting that quarterback early. Where where do you see the NFC East? I'm I'm, I'm with you. I I think Dallas and Eagles, I mean, I don't think it's – Eagles will probably – I think they're a slight favorite. But the Cowboys are good now. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Cowboys are – they were good last year. They they did everything legal. They, they won a division. They won a playoff game. They lost to the team that went to the Super Bowl, the Rams, so they no embarrassment there. Um, Jason Witten came back, and that's not – that's good for two reasons. He'll help them, and you get them off TV where it wasn't very good. Um, it'll help those younger receivers. They get, they, they'll have a whole year of um, – the wide receiver whose name was escaped uh, – Cooper – um, you know, Elliot's still Elliot. 